Hey, this is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Uh, my actual day job is a personal trainer and online personal trainer. And if you like what you've been hearing and need help and need help with accountability uh, with your workouts, uh, please see the podcast description for my email and reach out and uh, see if we can help you out and get you to your fitness goals. Other than that, enjoy the show. How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me here, uh, Tim Kelly. How's it going, Tim? Very well, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Vitamins are also a critical part of all this. Now, Linus Pauling, I don't know how many people are familiar with this story either, but he got in a big fight with the medical community several decades ago over vitamin C. So Linus Pauling was saying, hey, you guys are recommending vitamin C way too low. It's got to be way up there. Uh, So his dosage recommendations went from one gram to 10 grams. And the scientific community got furious with him. They said, no, that's way too high. It's totally wrong. You know, it's got to be way lower than that. So uh, people who just hear this news now are thinking, okay, well, wait a minute, though. Who was right? Well, it depends on who you ask. And, And from my point of view, Pauling was dead on correct. And what I would say to listeners out there is you do need to be aware of this vitamin C research. Mm-hmm. If you get over 40, I'm going to recommend four grams a day if you don't have any major health problems. And if you do have a major health problem, for example, let's say that you were diagnosed with cancer, then I would heed Pauling's advice to bump it up to 10 grams a day. It's going to increase your oxygenation. If you're familiar with the cellular energy cycle inside the body, it has an eponym called the Krebs cycle, but Underneath Mm -hmm. that is a more descriptive term called the citric acid cycle. So that if you take something like a lemon, let's say, you're going to get a lot of citric acid, you're going to get a lot of vitamin C. And that's one of the many reasons why lemons are so beneficial. There's a whole doctor, uh, his name's Dr. Randolph Stone. So if you want to know more about what lemons can do, look up his research. So vitamin C is a cofactor that helps a lot of uh, minerals absorb and helps you defend yourself. Um, So Again, a lot of these minerals can be traced to just about all the diseases that we have. Wallach was curing diseases. For example, he found muscular dystrophy uh, was a case of selenium deficiency. Scientific community fought him like crazy on that. Uh, I will say this in relation to uh, Linus Pauling and the vitamin C battle. At one point, someone who fiercely defended Linus Pauling was asked, well, then why is the whole medical community fighting? And he looked at them and he said, I'll tell you exactly why why they're fighting this. Because if everyone knew what vitamin C could do, heart disease and cancer would be gone and they would almost every hospital in the country would be shut down. That's why they're fighting. And I think that they're it's horrible. <laughs> I know uh, it is horrible. But again, it's, you know, people say drive defensively. I say live defensively. Yeah. You're going to have to find a lot of this stuff out for yourself. And going back to the absorption rate with uh, zinc before I move on to iron, I pretty much feel like I proved this because in the literature, you'll see a dire warning they give you don't you dare go above 100 milligrams a day with zinc or these horrible, horrible things are going to happen to you. Your hair is going to fall out. You're going to do all this other stuff. Was I just mentioned to you earlier, I test everything for myself. I don't care what the literature says. I I want to see it. So I went over hundred milligrams zinc and they said, well, you might be able to get away with it for a few days, but you you can't do it for more than a month. Well, I've been doing it for many months. I went up to 200. I went 250. Well, guess what? My hair never fell out. My hair actually got healthier and stronger. Now, Given the fact that I was taking inorganic zinc, Brad, 
why do you think I might not have gotten into trouble if I increased my dosage to 200 milligrams? Uh, yeah, because of the absorption rate. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So if I was taking 200 milligrams and it absorbs at 10%, how much was I probably absorbing? 20 grams. 20 milligrams. 20 milligrams. Okay, so. So you're not even close to the 200 they're all scared about. The 100, yeah, they're scared yeah, about 100. 100. No, so I'm not even in that ballpark. So again, so those are things you have to know. You also have to know about the antagonism. Um, we're we're going to transition here to iron as our next mineral. And zinc and iron are antagonistic. So you don't want to take them together. Uh, I okay. want to take them separate. Um, and in any more questions on zinc before I move on to iron? Um, maybe not just on zinc, but everything we've been talking about and the kind of the amount of grams recommended that you're kind of recommending and obviously all these studies are recommending it too. Most, I mean, everyone can pop a pill to substitute, get some extra potassium and all that kind of stuff, but no one really knows how much exactly they're getting from their current foods, from their water, all that. So how do you know, okay, I, I know I need uh, this many grams of potassium, but I have no clue what, what my normal diet holds. Is there any tests for that to push before you start uh, popping pills to get you up to the, the higher dosages? Yeah, so you can look up the uh, generally accepted amounts of any nutrient in a natural food that doesn't have a food label on it. Like take an apple. You could say okay. how much potassium is in an apple. You can actually look that up. They've done the science on that. And there is a lot of agreement on that. As for a food that's bought, bought, purchased in a store, a lot of the major minerals are listed on the label. Potassium is listed on the, the labels. Now, if you don't see it, that means because there's no potassium in it whatsoever, but potassium will be listed. And I have done that very thing. I have gone through all the foods that I was eating that had a label and I added up the potassium and seeing to see how much I'm getting from food and how much um, I need to supplement with. That is a, a nice rule of thumb too, by the way, when you're shopping in the store, if you have, let's say you have five pizzas that you're considering, you know, which one of these pizzas do I want to get? Pick the one that has the highest potassium and the highest iron. Uh, generally speaking, for any food, the one that has the highest potassium and the highest iron is probably the least processed of that particular food. Okay. Well, well I guess it's no different than in my world. We have people track their calories and same thing. They got to put a little bit of work in of, you know, logging in everything. So it's no different for, you know, all the, all the minerals we're talking about. Yeah. And again, you, with each mineral, with its personality, you learn the warning signs for that mineral. Like I was talking, like with magnesium and, and potassium, it's diarrhea. Um, yeah. With zinc, it could be the hair loss. Um, with other minerals, it could be blood pressure. It could be any number of things. But the body does give you its own direct diagnostic. And it's also going to show up in the diagnostics I teach in the diagnostics chapter of my book, which okay. means that you'll be looking at your tongue. You'll be looking at your hair. You'll be looking at your fingernails. And if you want to get even more specific than that, you can. You can do a hair analysis. You can do urine analysis. Blood work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's all that thing is, all that's still available to you. Okay, yep. Tim, how, how do my listeners get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of your book? Uh, do you have any social media, website? I do have a website. It's uh, Polytope Press. That's P-O-L-Y-T-O-P-E. And if you go to DuckDuckGo, the search engine, and you type Polytope Press in the search box. The website will be the first one that comes up. Uh, it has an unusual address, uh, so it might just be easier to just follow those instructions to get there. And you can look up the books, Natural Healing Self-Empowerment or OptiFlex, and that should help guide you to the website as well. And I'd love to hear from people because I always like to get feedback from experiences that people are having if they're pursuing these ideas.
Awesome. And uh, everyone knows I always uh, throw in all the details in the written form as links for uh, the podcast on Spotify or Apple. So you can just click on the links and go to from there. Um, but uh, Tim, I thank you for your time and thank you for being on the show. And I'm sure we'll get you on for a few more episodes as well. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you.